Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And we do not have a guest here with us today. No, it's just me and Liz. It's just, just me like the old time. You. Yes. Yuck. I know. Um, I'm always grateful when people say that they miss us, but I also really enjoy our guests. I think that they are always amazing and offer really good information and insight that I can't provide on my own. I mean, I guess I could research it, but I feel like when people are like experts and this is their life, their life's work, they're able to offer, you know, a different perspective that I just don't have. Well, the amount of research you would need to do to have the knowledge Emily has in her back pocket, right. it's... You, it, 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 you couldn't do it. No, it's no, more no. efficient for you to bring guests. Yes. Over. And so for that reason, and I love exploring different topics. I am I a genuine, um, I'm a genuine like fan of this genre of work. Like the love out that love and relationship space is something that I've always been intrigued and always enjoyed. So having the guests on, I'm literally just a student sitting yeah. next to them because I really thoroughly enjoy them and like learning and gleaning all of that information um, and it allows me to be a better host because then I can talk and speak to different things. Hmm. Shall we begin? <laughs> it allows me to speak to different things that I otherwise wouldn't have had um, the knowledge to speak to and I'm working on saying um I realize I say it quite a bit and it's like super annoying to me so I'm working on Less taking fillers. a moment yeah. and just even if I just have to take a pause to like complete the thought versus doing that filler of um because chive like enough I say um a lot too because I'd rather say um than have that space I'd be uh, uh what you call it and then do it with my videos and then I end up editing it out anyway, that's what so I'm saying it so it doesn't matter so it's almost better to just like take the pause and take the pause so what we're going to do today is that was my own moment because I literally <laughs> said, oh, in my mind. So what we're going to do today is do a preview of the Love Hour After Dark. It is a new vertical, so to speak, that I am launching of the podcast, which essentially will allow us to dive into topics at a much deeper level. All of the innuendos right now are, are intentional. Um, it will allow us to take a deeper look into topics that a lot of people have questions on but may not feel comfortable talking about mm -hmm. and specifically when you're listening to podcasts like this maybe you're listening to them in the car or with your kids or whatever and they're not those topics aren't really appropriate for little ears yeah. and so this will allow us you know that after dark you know what that means mm -hmm. so tell your children to go to bed go to the other room go play on a video game go play trouble go play uno go do whatever little kids do so that way you can have these legitimate questions answered yes. I was okay so the um this will be for our patreon only yes. um however I said um again. However, we will now do just a, a I know I got to work on it. I have to say it out loud so it stops me from okay. doing it. Okay. But we will do a preview, a free preview today, obviously, for those of you who just listen on the regular platforms on the uh, podcast applications. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do a preview of that today. Yes. Okay. And while we're talking about our Patreon, we have launched it now. Uh, the full exclusive content realm. So we have Love Hour After Dark which is on our Patreon. All the bonus episodes of the Righteous and Ratchet show is on the Patreon. Spoiler alert, movie review show with Doughboy and I on the Patreon. Slept on with Doughboy, where he goes and figures out stuff he should know by now. Reads books, has experiences. 
He's just going to be watching movies watching and old movies. shows. He's reading Malcolm X's book first. Oh, that's great. Um, to learn about Malcolm X. So I'll be suggesting books to him. You guys can suggest books, movies, experiences. Uh, the Gonzi Tapes, monthly music show. Someone great. said they're excited about that, Joshua. Yeah, so am I. So is Josh. He's already in his head about it. Are you really? Yes. Get you out your head. Him. He's like, uh, I don't know the songs. Uh, <coughs> Greg's going to do some fitness <coughs> videos for us. You are, and, uh, Greg? Yeah. In case you missed it after dark. Which will, I mean, after dark, in case you missed it, um, the ones that are too hot for TV will be on Patreon. So, all that's for five dollars. So, um, once we get into our new office, we're gonna have to uh, find a way to pay for it. So, you get all that stuff for five bucks. But if you can give more, you can give more. If not, you get just want to make this clear all the content that we do for free now will remain the same. Right. We're just working harder and doing more content that we're gonna reward our subscribers with. So, shout out to the stage crew, the right pack. Oh, I don't have it on. Boo Boo Hive. Boo Boo Hive. All the various people. All right. Without further ado, I got to stop talking about Doughboy. Talking about Doughboy. Talking by like the boy. You want to read this now? Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do, feel free to send in your questions. Email your questions to us at hello at thelovehour.com. Or you can send us voice notes, which I'm really excited about. Y'all haven't done it yet. No, 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 that's not true. I think I may have got one or two voice notes, but I will play those and they will go top of the list. So if you have a question and you feel comfortable having your voice air, just don't say your name and we will play your question and then we're going to answer it. Also, the first Love Hour After Dark will be with Dr. Rachel on February 1st from 6 to 8. We're going to do it on Facebook Live and the topic will be on erectile dysfunction. So just FYI that that's coming and I'm so excited. That's coming, all right. To talk about it because that is a topic no one uh, no. talks about at all. And this is something that <clears throat> plagues a lot of men and therefore it impacts a lot of women. You know what's funny about that? I almost said I don't suffer from that. Like why did my masculinity want to say like say that? Do you want to say more? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I want to read this question. Okay, now we're going to get straight to it. We're talking about oral sex today. Yeah. This is a listener question. What? Read or read. That's what the sound people make. Dear Kev, me and my girl have been together for eight years, and I maybe get her to go down on me once a month. And when she does, I can tell she doesn't enjoy it. Only after a few drinks does she really put some effort into it. I use Manscaped deodorant and trim down there to stay clean and fresh. What can I do to get her to do it more? Thanks, by the way. Love all your stuff. Been a fan for years. You know, one thing you can do is use Blue Chew. <laughs> Blue Chew will help you always be prepared when she's ready. Because what if she wants to go down on you and you're not, you you know, you had a long day. You're not feeling yourself. Blue Chew will get you right where you be when you need to be there. Blue Chew is sponsoring this episode. And now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOVE. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LOVE to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. I just want to clarify something. I get this question all the time. Okay. Um, from married men, from single men, 
people who've been married for two years up to 20. I probably have eight of these. My wife won't go down on me questions. Is it always the wife won't go down or is it sometimes the man won't go down either? Um, this is after dark. Don't be listening to this with your children around now. I don't think people listen to the love hour with their children around anymore. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> I get both. Um, but late, the one I haven't answered is the men one because we talked about doing the love after dark. But I got probably like two more since I, since we decided we we're going to do this episode. So this is a very, very, very common question. What do I do? A lot of times they're church girls. Yes. And that's a big barrier. But I just want to let y'all know I get this one. Okay, so let's do you want to start by just like breaking it down? What I wanted to do essentially was break it down from like um, from the woman's perspective and maybe from the male perspective as well. So maybe from you, I can ask this question. Why is oral sex such a big thing for men? Like since it is such a common question, why is it something that men so like what does it represent to a man? Well, it or, feels good. Okay, well, that's obvious as yeah. well. Yeah. It feels good. I think that's probably high up okay. on there. Uh, the feeling is like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> the second thing is uh, variety okay. uh, of sex. I think um, we get the other question we get probably 3,000 times a day is how to keep the spice alive. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you enjoy having sex with the same person after 15 years, 20 years? How, Kev, how? A uh, part of the reason is, or part of the way is variety in sexual experience, uh, positions, mm-hmm. trying new things, adding new things. Um, another thing that I'm just thinking of, like if we're just being completely honest, okay. uh, in the patriarchal world, it is probably a position of power. I was gonna, I was waiting for you to say it because I was gonna bring it up if you did it. Were you? Yes, I've heard. Oh, well, finish your thought. I think it's like, yeah, I'm the man. You not not from like a degrading position, okay? Uh, but it's like it it I don't it just makes you feel very powerful. It's just like on top of the feeling, it's like this is a man's thing. Like, yeah, I'm the man. This is happening to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think suck that pain? Yeah. This is after dark. Suck Melissa, it. Don't forget. Suck it. You like sucking it? You okay. like that? Keep sucking it. Okay. You're not finished sucking that pee? You keep sucking it now, please. You suck to can I suck no more? You suck on that pee? Please. This is why we have to put this beyond Patreon because this just having this out in the YouTube land, it'd be <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to monetize this episode. Uh, episode's not monetized. That's completely gone. Just having this in the title means it won't be able to be monetized on YouTube or Facebook. Uh but Patreon, we have to worry about that. Okay. So um Definitely a position of power. I don't know how to rank them. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the most important? For me, I feel like it's feeling good in variety. Um, power position is probably like a subconscious manly thing. Uh, Do you think it's really subconscious, though? You don't think that that's like, uh, well, maybe subconscious is the right word. But I feel like that is a, it is a power dynamic. Yeah. And I could see as a man, or I could imagine, I should say, as a man, that kind of, bolstering your ego absolutely absolutely i don't even know why maybe because of rap music or or movies like or i don't i don't know i think so much of 
being a man is being strong and powerful and having people do what you say and you know what I mean like it's all of that and you feel like you should you know to be a man you've got to be doing all that so maybe it makes you feel less manly if your wife or uh, girlfriend won't do that um, uh, makes you feel like you uh, somebody else would do that you know it happens in porns a lot of time a lot of people watch porn um, so they're like, and we man, learned from Emily that porns are the worst. Yes, yes. Porn existed before there was even videos. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it started Victorian era, pre Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's a combination of all of those things. Also, maybe FOMO for like, man, other dudes are doing it. And you're, I think that's one too. That, man, my, my girl don't do that. People be bragging and lying yep. a lot uh-huh. too. I mean, that's part of like locker room talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. I think it's that as well, because I think even when I was younger, it was like, oh, we'd be in high school and stuff. Be like, man, she, you know, she's she sucked up a peen. I'll mm-hmm. say that. That's not how my friends talk. Yeah, no, I got they, it. They said a different word. <laughs> start with a letter that was closer to A. Um, so it was like that thing. Like it was that. That was the bravado thing. So I think it's some residual part of that. You know. Um, part of my life or men's lives. So I think it's kind of a combination of those things that I could think of uh, right on the top of my head. Okay, so I think those were um, great answers and I thought they were really honest and truthful. I think from a woman's perspective, especially if we're talking about a woman that grew up in a, with a very strict religious background, she probably heard or received some sort of messaging that the only thing that should go in your mouth is food. I've heard I've heard church women say that. Yes. O- older mothers. Absolutely. If God wanted you to suck on that, he wouldn't have gave you teeth. Right, right. What are you talking, you can uh, suck on a lot of things with te- popsicles. Bananas. What are you? What's your point? You you don't use your teeth to eat a lot of foods. Oh, okay. But you Missionary. do use your teeth for a banana. Oh yeah, I guess you. Okay, do. that's I don't why I was bananas. confused. Oh, okay, I was People like, don't just sucking on bananas. Like I like the flavor. No, it's not a thing at all. It's not a thing at all. Oh. That's why I was confused. I was like, what's the point? Smoothies. Okay, we're just going to let go of the analogy, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess people don't suck on bananas. I don't know why I thought that's how they were I, Child, I was like, I, I got confused in the point here. Um, I think that receiving that sort of messaging from a young age, you don't have the logic that you have at 37, oh, no. six, yeah. 36 um, years old to say, wait, I don't, I you eat suck popsicles and I don't bite. Th-. Like you don't have that same sort of logic. So you just accept that to be the truth and then you grow up with those same feelings yes make sense okay yes. what are you looking for i totally random isaiah text me that kobe bryant died in a helicopter crash but i don't think that's true They're, they were talking about it on this on this live is it true oh wait team z said it are you serious oh shoot it might be real <gasps> TMZ, Kobe Bryant dead, dies in helicopter. <gasps> he does, you fly helicopters a lot. So as you can see, we found out about Kobe's death in real time um, while we were shooting the Love Hour. Uh, obviously, we couldn't continue on with the episode. And the next day, we shot a whole uh, reflecting on Kobe uh, thing. So it's been a couple of days since that happened. And I don't think we are that much better. Now. With the information. Um, Still processing. And I think that's okay. I think, um, I don't think grief is linear. I think you have moments where you're, you know, good and happy, and then you'll see something that makes you sad. I think that's, it's a mix of emotions. Um, it's something that I haven't really done, uh, ha- had to deal with that much. I haven't been that many people in my life who 
who've passed away and no one who's passed away suddenly. But even when like my, my grandma passed away, it's like you're sad because they're gone and then you like vacillate between sadness and remembering all the good moments. Yeah. And I think that's all we can really hope for in life is to have enough good moments to remember with the people we love when they pass away or to leave those memories to people we pass away. That's why I tell Melissa all the time I work to enjoy life as it happens right. so that if at any time I pass away or someone I love pass away, you know, we have so many good memories to share that we feel much more happiness comfort. that we share. Yeah, comfort and the and the missing part is I miss that we won't have more moments like this. Right. But we had so many. Right. So we were talking with our kids, not even about death. We were just the other day talking about all the fun vacations that we've done, all the fun things that we've had and realized we're like we try to create so many fun moments with our children. I, I talked about this on the Kobe thing. I've been playing Minecraft with my son and then just I played again <laughs> with him yesterday and I was just equally as bad as I was the first time. <laughs> so I asked him, I was like, hey, was I a little better today? And he was like, actually worse, <laughs> much worse. You, you killed me, you killed us. You, it was just funny, uh, but we had a good time. And, um, and I think uh, we won't get over this easily right. and I don't think we should. And I don't think you should get over any death easily. I think uh, part of social media and the internet makes us feel like things need to happen fast. Right. I remember people were like, LeBron hasn't said anything, it's been a day. Like, bro, you do, a day is nothing. Yeah. A day is, if nothing. he takes a month, if he takes, if he never speaks, like people don't deserve, right. I mean, we're not entitled to, to anyone else's grief. Absolutely. We're not, like social media is whatever we want it to be. Like, you don't have to, a person because somebody doesn't post it doesn't mean they didn't feel it right and we're not entitled to hear from it. if his wife never makes one post about it she absolutely was business, well within her, her right absolutely. to to do so and i think we sometimes forget because we get so much of a look into people's lives we think we're entitled to that so good you know so melissa and i have been talking about there's some things and not, not a huge things but there's some things that we're going to keep private just so we have a piece of our lives that isn't shared with social media because so much of our life is. You know, there's some things with our kids that, you know, my dad was big on me for that. Like, Kev, just do some stuff and don't tell nobody about it. I think we are rightfully sad. Kobe was a big part of our life, big part of our um, childhood. And, um, and he was so gracious when we met him that it's okay to feel sad that that he was gone and for his daughter and the other families on board and all the families that affected it is it is okay to feel bad about that and feel sad about that and there's nothing wrong with you uh it's another thing social media does that makes you feel bad like why y'all care about a person you never met right like, do you realize hum empathy is a human emotion yes. it doesn't have to be you to yes. feel bad compassion means it's i know that probably sucks so bad for right. you. i feel we cry at movies and the characters aren't even real right so why can't we feel for real people who are really affected so in good. a tragic way so i hope we never lose that and i hope we never lose sharing that and the the only light about kobe about this tragic situation is all the stories that have been shared yes, from so other basketball players and, and coaches and sportscasters and people and like that's all you hope for in your life is that when you pass away people have great stories to share and there is no you know no shortage of man this person made me feel good and I think that's all I can hope for in my life that's all I hope to pass on to my kids like it's this terrible thought but when I pass away, I want my kids to be like, man, that that he was the greatest. Mm -hmm. He was the greatest and I'm going to miss him. So with that, let's take a break. 
The Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It is not like any memory phone you've ever used or that you're used to. You guys know that we are friends of Purple. Kevin and I sleep on a Purple mattress every single night and I can honestly say that it has improved my sleeping and actually the um, pain in my neck as well. The Purple mattress feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time so it keeps every Everything supported while feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Try it now with a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, and removal of your old mattress. You're going to love Purple, and right now our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress that's in addition to the great deals they're offering site-wide. Just text HEART, that's H-E-A-R-T, to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text HEART, that's H-E-A-R-T, to 84888. That's right, you're going to text HEART, Heart. H-E-A-R-T, to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. I also want to tell you about Love Book. They are a really cute idea and gift idea to give to your partner or your spouse for this Valentine's Day. Really for any gift, um, holiday giving gift such as Valentine's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and even for a proposal. It's a really neat way to customize a book that documents your love, your journey together. It's really, really, really super, super cute. Love Book even offers a membership program. You'll save immediately on your purchase today and also receive 50% off any future purchases. Lovebook is not for yourself. It is always a gift. It is ideal for that special someone that really deserves a meaningful present. Visit lovebookonline.com slash love to receive a special 20% discount only for our listeners. Again, you're going to visit lovebookonline.com slash love to receive a special 20% discount for our listeners. Please make sure that you go to lovebookonline.com slash love check out the website peruse the options I think it's such a cute idea especially if you have no idea what to give your spouse for Valentine's Day and even more especially if you're doing a proposal it's a great way to document your love story and have a proposal at the end I just think it's so super cute and if you decide to do this make sure you tag us because I want to see that and like repost it because it's super cute all right now let's get back to the show so um, thank you guys so much for kind of the transition and craziness of this episode. We are going to drive right back into the topic where we're talking about oral sex, oral sex. We're diving straight right back in. OK, right uh, back try, into that peen, you yeah, understand me? try to mm. lift the mood just the peen a little been bit. Today? Hmm? Still time in the day. All right. Go ahead. Or your husband's working. Sneak up on his lunch break. Kiss his penis in the janitor's closet. Okay, so I believe, okay, so I believe where we ended, you were talking about from the male's perspective, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to give um, some insight, I think, on not all women. I always want to be clear that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my experience, and I'm speaking from like research or books that I've read, but obviously, I am not speaking for all women. Yes. This is not true for all women. Dear men, if you're looking at this, uh, watching this, instead of taking my word and assuming it to 
be true for your spouse. Have a conversation. Yes. One of the worst things Kevin has ever done is he read a book. Him and his brother read a book years ago. Or was it a video compilation? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? There was like a video compilation that's I don't remember if he was like a pastor, but he was like supposedly trying to teach men how to like uh, woo their wife into having se- their wives into having. Oh, sex. no, that was marriage enrichment. No, no, no. It wasn't marriage enrichment. This was a book or a video thing that you and your brother. Yes. I'm like, this was not marriage nah, enrichment. I know what you're talking. Okay. I can't say the name. But okay. I know what you're talking. Okay. So at the time, it was like you took what this was verbatim to be true and was trying to apply it to me. And I was like, well, first of all, ask me first. Okay. But the guy in the video said it's yeah. going to 100% Don't, work guaranteed. There is no better way to piss off your spouse I said piss. I don't know if people say it, but I do. Um, to piss off yourself than to assume something to be true and not have that conversation with them with them to validate it. Yeah, like it to that actually, video series didn't work for you at all. Yeah, and so I think that's important. So I say all that to say, do not assume what I am saying to be true. Don't have your wife looking at me like, first of all, Melissa, why would you ask her? I'm I telling you right her. now, it don't go down like that. I don't even operate like that. Go have this conversation. Watch this video together. Watch separately and come back and have a discussion mm-hmm. about it so she can validate those things and say, I do feel like that. Or actually, nah, she off right there. I don't feel like that. And yes. that's okay. So the lo- In general, the love hour is a starting point for conversation. Yes. It's not intended to be, let's do what they did. Let's do what they do. It's, hey, what did you think about that? How does this apply to you? Here's how it applies to me. Here's how I feel different. And that's how we take in marriage podcasts that we listen to. Sometimes I'll send Melissa an episode and say, hi, I I agreed with the guy here. What do you think about this? Or I disagreed, but this is an interesting topic. And I think that's a lot better of a place to come from than see this guy agrees with me and this and this is what his wife does because exactly. now your spouse is automatically on the defensive and that's how arguments start yeah. so for um uh women who have grown up in a very religious strict household they may have heard i think i actually said this before we kind of took the break was you know the only thing that belongs in your mouth is food mm-hmm. And so with that kind of, you know, messaging, they're going to internalize that oral sex is bad, period. Like there's nothing about this, whether it's performed on me or I'm performing it on you. This is not a blessing that either of us should receive. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so you have to one of the things that Emily talked about is what you think, believe, imagine. Yep. Think, believe, imagine. It is. Think, believe, or imagine. Okay. So that's part of that. What I think. This is what I think about oral sex. So you can't just attack like, well, what if I, you know, put some stuff on it? What if I put some smell good jelly on it? What if I make it taste better? What if I make you're not dealing with the root issue, which is what I think about this act. And that's what's important. So I think when we're talking about oral sex as a whole and people that have like aversions to it is really trying to funnel down and get to like, what is the root of it? Is it something that you've been taught? Is it something that you believe? It's something that even that you imagine. Maybe you, I believe that by doing this, I am subservient to you. Maybe I believe that my power is taken away by doing this to you. Maybe I don't like the idea of being on my knees and you standing over me because that's a power dynamic that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Like all of these things have to be addressed and kind of laid out on the table mm-hmm. because if you keep that internal and, and silence, you'll never be able to get over that hump. I think that's so true. I think I'm not sure. Brittany Broda said something uh, that I really liked about it. Um, it was 
what does the Bible say on it? Yeah. Is it silent mm-hmm. on it? And if it is, how do I feel about yeah. it? And what's my comfort level with it? I'm, right. I'm paraphrasing. I know it's not exactly what she said. But I think starting from the how do I feel about it and exploring those feelings, because sometimes those feelings are are passed on. They're mm-hmm. wrong. They're from religion or from parents or from movie, whatever. There's a lot of reasons. And outside of just oral sex, it could be a lot of different things about sex. Um, even like sex on your period. Some people are completely comfortable. Oh, with my that. gosh. I still get comments like three days ago on the period on your sex video that I posted with um, the period doctor, literally someone just commented like three days ago, like it is not that serious, it is this, it is that. And I'm just like, I think the point more is, uh, we were talking about this when we were talking about kale not that long ago, not to yuck my yum. Everyone has a comfort zone Mm. about it and it's not up to me to judge and condemn you for liking something that I don't. Don't yuck my yum. We teach our kids that too. Somebody's eating something that you don't like going ugh. Like, yeah. bro, don't do that. He's They're eating that. Right. You know what I mean? Although I, like I will that. do don't, that if you eat um, arugula. <laughs> don't yuck my yum. <laughs> but keep going. That can, that can apply to anything there. Oh, yeah. What about eating butt? I, listen, don't yuck my yum. I like butt as my yum. Don't yuck my butt as the butt's yuck. The other thing that's really important about oral sex or really anything is the idea of trust. So we also talked about this with um, Emily and how important trust is in a relationship. And that extends. Remember, every time you have an interaction with your spouse, whether it's sex related or not, you are uh, telling a narrative to yourself. You are uh, confirming something to be true yep. or not true. Yep, yep, yep. So every time trust is violated, you are uh, confirming that I can't trust you with my sex life. Yes. I can't trust you to be fr- fully free and vulnerable to do something such as oral sex without thinking you you might say it out loud or in front of people or you know what I mean and so when because you know when no, I'm laughing about that Kevin Hart that's exactly what I was going to say say it <laughs> He was, he was talking about they were at dinner and they were arguing and he, he said his girl was like you weren't doing all that when you was eating my butt and he was like you supposed to be th- we ain't going to talk about that in public now you got to sit there with the I eat butt face that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say that's what happens and it doesn't even have to be argumentative like that it's just that if it's a shared moment in private and you break that privacy yes. to the public for whatever reason, now that person doesn't feel comfortable in your in in um, that shared private space with you to do that again right. for fear of people might not Being know. Being out. And that's the thing. Like, say you like a little gooch touch and you don't feel comfortable about a gooch touch. Or what is gooch? Gooch. It's a little area between your balls and your butthole, a little landing patch. Well, if you rub it slightly, you're like, Oh, I got it. Okay. You know, it's okay. a little landing strip. I didn't know it was called small Gooch. Aircraft. I think you make up names. Gooch? Gooch is absolutely a thing. Can we confirm this Everybody with the live, knows please? Gooch. Audience. So we are actually. Stage crew. If you haven't joined our Patreon, we are live right now. We're live with the Patreon. I'm checking I mean, in the comments. Okay. Do y'all know what Gooch Has is? Has anyone heard of the term Taint. Gooch? It's also called the Taint. Okay. I but also in Patrick the comments. Said it in a video. I'm reading the comments. No, no, no. I mean in the comments on the YouTube as well. Yes, Gooch is a thing. Perineum, the medical perineum term. Perineum is what Taint. I know. Yeah, but you know, like girl, touch my perineum. That don't sound sexy. I've never heard Gooch. Gooch, it's called a taint. It's true. We say taint both. Yes, we have lists. You're just gonna skip over. Never the heard of who? No, no, I've got uh, there. No, no, Kev, close your legs when you're wearing those pink pants. Kevin Go- is a thought. Gooch. <laughs> I tell him this all the time. That Kevin is a thought. Get that blanket, Goosby. 
can't have nobody looking at my balls. Uh, heard it for the first time on Marlon Wayne's comedy special, Taint, Taint the Butt, and Taint the Genitals. So, boom. I got to have a lap scarf for you, yes. Edens. I thought we were tighter on my body. This is tight. This is punch tight. in in the live, Greg. And punch in so you don't see my balls. <laughs> punch in so you go above my waist so you can't oh. see my balls. John, I mean, Greg was yeah. like, what are you talking about? Punch in, Greg, so you don't see my balls. Anyway, okay, okay so Gooch. And see, the other thing is, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, butt play. Some men like it, but they feel like it's gay. Mm-hmm. So they can't, you know, there's still this thing about, and I, I don't know how, Doing things with your wife or partner, how it can be gay, I don't know. But a lot of men feel like right. they like it, but they can't like it because it's gay. Or they like it and don't ever say, tell anybody that I did that because it's gay or whatever. So uh, all of that to say, keeping your, your private life private, yes. the part, especially the parts that are like deemed private, is much healthier for sex. And I think that's a that's an unspoken part about sex that is so important, the trust yes. factor. Yes. Not only the trust that you won't do something I, that we agreed is I don't like, or even if I like it, but it makes me feel uncomfortable, still don't do that. Or, But also talking about stuff in, in, in public that is, is supposed to be private. Yeah. And when you have damaged trust in your sexual relationship, you can't get to that thing. So one thing I wanted to say, I don't know if this is in your area. Go ahead. To get to your wife, or partner to do something sexual that they're uncomfortable with, they have to feel comfortable with you overall. Yes. Not just in the bedroom. Yes. I trust you that you will protect me, yes. that I can feel safe with you, that that you will honor my boundaries. And if I'm not comfortable with it, then 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 don't force me or don't keep suggesting it. Cause you know, a lot of times um uh that aversion will grow instead of soften. So I think you have to do some of the work for like getting to the root cause of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are just not comfortable with something that you are comfortable with or want them to be comfortable with. And it's just gonna be uh, something that may change over time. Yes. And that's the thing also like uh, sometimes, and this is what I tell people all the time, I can see why um, you know having sex, waiting till you get married to have sex is good um, because there's so much of, of your sex life that can grow. So much of it. Tell me, what are you saying? So there's stuff in Melissa and I's sex life that in year one, our sex life is very different than it is in year oh, 15. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because either partner isn't comfortable with something now doesn't mean they'll never be comfortable with right. it. Some of it takes time. Some of it takes um uh, uh, practice. Sometimes you don't do something because you uh, don't feel like you're good at it. Right. You don't feel like it's working. You know what I mean? Like, so um, it, it can take years sometimes. Like, your sex life is a process. And that's why I don't want to, you know, this is one of the uh, many reasons I wouldn't want to get divorced and start all over because to learn another person's sexual likes, dislikes, mm-hmm. and teach them my own, like, after 15 years, I mean, Melissa are still learning and growing right. and, and feeling comfortable with each other. I couldn't fathom having to start that all over. But I think that's a thing that we don't want to admit that some of it just takes time. Yes. And what also hurts us, uh, and I get this question a lot in the Dear Kev uh, thing, and I haven't really thought of a funny way to answer it, so I just don't answer it at all. My ex used to do this, and I liked it. Right. My new person doesn't do this, or they're not comfortable with this, but mm-hmm. I really like, how do I, you know, and the, the, the truth is, it may take time. Mm-hmm. And it may not ever happen. Yeah. It may not ever just like relationships are dynamic, sexual compatibility is a dynamic. So you can't just be like, Man, this person used to do this. Can right. you do this? Right. And even if they do, they might not do it like that person. So there's a lot of variables to consider 
with because uh, it's we're talking about oral sex, but it could be a it could be a certain position. Sure, it could be having sex in the morning versus night. It could be having sex outside. I get a, a lot of things in the umbrella of I want to do something that my spouse is not comfortable with. Right. This is specifically about oral sex, but that could be um, a lot of things. You right. know. Did you finish your photo? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was really good. I think the biggest thing, again, when we're talking about trust is that it is something that has to be um, established outside of the bedroom before it can be taken inside of the bedroom. And one of the really great points that Emily Nagowski um, had on the podcast is that orgasm is reached not by overstimulation, but the falling away of your breaks. And to me, that's oh vulnerability and trust. She said that on the podcast? Yes. I don't know where you were, child. She dropped all the gems. I, I, I don't remember that specifically. No, we both were like, what? Okay, so I did hear it. Yeah. <laughs> the falling away of the breaks. The falling away and of the releasing of all of the breaks. The and release so, leads to release. Yes. And I think a lot of times when we go into the bedroom, we are armored with breaks yeah there and trust is that's vulnerability and trust that's what you're you know i'm saying i fully and completely am letting go to allow myself to reach this level of you know like excitement or release or whatever you want to call it and it's hard to reach orgasm or have that falling away of your breaks which are your inhibitors your you know things that are telling you that these are threats or whatever when i don't trust you and so i think that's another layer of things that have has to be addressed Mm -hmm. when we're talking about sex as a whole but even specifically with oral sex if i don't feel like i can trust you with this part of me then there's no way i'm going to engage in if i feel like you're going to out me if i feel like you're going to have a conversation about it i feel like you're going to do whatever it is that i think believe or imagine yeah that's where all of that comes in and that outside the bedroom is just going to be something that either supports that yeah. person's feeling mm-hmm. or counteracts it so if i trust you outside the bedroom then in your thoughts like i don't know if i could trust him here but i trust him everywhere else so yeah. that makes more sense right. but and if i don't trust you it's gonna be like i can't do this yeah. because all he's ever shown me this week or over the duration or he or she over the duration of our relationship is that he i can't he, right. he or she can't be trusted. And you're always going to look for things to confirm whatever yeah, it is you believe. Absolutely. So if I if I go in thinking I don't trust you, I'm only going to remember all of those times in which you violated my trust. So that, that sense of safety with being my full unadulterated self with you mm-hmm. is something that's really important. And I think something, again, that isn't commonly uh, thought of as, you know, top of mind when we're talking about sex, oral sex, orgasm or whatever. We often think we have to like overstimulate in order to get there. And it's usually all of these other factors. I'm telling you, man, for men, me included, it is such a like, um, I don't don't know how to phrase this exactly, Mm -hmm. but remembering that there's more to it than the placement of your tongue, finger, penis, whatever, the timing of it, the, the sense, it's more to it than that. If you're partner's mind say for for whatever reason say your partner's mind is just bogged down with work stress Mm -hmm. and they're having sex like especially for women if they are like literally like oh my god i'm I'm late on this project and my boss be tripping in hr i got you know what i mean like it's hard to get to orgasm when you're thinking about that sure right so for a man um i can't speak for all men but i in my experience 
that doesn't happen to me as much. Mm -hmm. Like when sex happens, my mind is just like, all right, sex is on the mind. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, so it's it's just I, I think I need to just basically remind men that there's more to it than this feels good for her. Yeah. Why is she coming? Well, I, there, it could be a variety of reasons. Some could be physiological. Yeah. Her feet are cold. Right. You know what I mean? And I think one thing knowing, I think, I'm not sure who said, we have so many good guests, it's hard to remember who said what, but, and you've actually said this too, um, or maybe you're just in the podcast. I don't know who said it. Keep going with but the thought. But the thoughts. point is, <laughs> sex can be pleasurable without climax. Yes. And a lot of times men feel like if, if she doesn't come, then it wasn't pleasurable because a lot of times for us, we get to come almost all the time sure but even if you don't finish the race feels good yeah playing right even if you lose a basketball game you can still go for 35 and 12 right you know what i mean you didn't finish but you know it felt it felt good right and i lock it but much did lock it so there's a lot of variables a lot of factors that go into all of this okay so really quickly i want to do um or talk about a related point to trust and that is pressure and we kind of touched on this yeah. as well in that um in addition to trust, if I feel like you are pressuring me to do something that I'm uncomfortable, if you're pressuring me to go into oral sex or whatever, that is an immediate break, an immediate turn off, and you have violated a boundary. Like there are some women who talk about their spouse literally like forcing their head down there. Come on, just kiss it. That is such a violation. A little kiss. That is such a violation and that type of pressure is only going to make me more averted, aversive to this behavior. So, so it's bad to just grab the back of your head and say that you you didn't know where it was. It's here. Yes. Please kiss it. Pressure is Please. often a turn off. It is something that will go in your mind over and over and over. So he's expecting this tonight. She's expecting to this this tonight. We need to do this. She wants me to do this. like that type of pressure. You just be like, oh, I just want to avoid it all. It's like imagine having to do like a paper or an exam or something. You think about it all the time. It mm -hmm. becomes daunting yeah. to the point where you're just like, I don't want to do it. You could psych yourself I'm out. Dropping out of college. Yeah. Like it just becomes too much. That type of pressure just becomes too much. Another thing that can make you a uh, really like stressed out and pressured in life is when you're thinking about your finances and when you're thinking about money here is an honest question how are you supposed to know what to do with your money very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances even fewer have the means to get professional financial guidance betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. If you're like most Americans, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. Mm -hmm. These are facts. Maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. Investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and outs of the stock market to start saving more or start investing for your future. Betterment's technology will put your money to work, choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because we know you have other things to do. Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you. Give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. That's Betterment, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T -E -E for the betterment of you. So here's what I want to ask you, Liz. Um, okay. What do you say to this man who wants to do like, is there a step by step 
not checklist, but checklist. Here, I want my wife to do this. She doesn't want to. How can I get her to, even though she says she no want to? Okay, so a couple things. First of all, the best, this is a great question, thank you. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice that I can offer is kind of twofold. So to directly answer your question, I would have a husband and wife, spouse, partners, whoever, sit down and create their stoplight Sex red, chart. yellow, green. Red, yellow, green sex chart. And then find wherever those commonalities are. Find whatever, you know, those areas where they feel comfortable kind of pushing that boundary. Mm-hmm. Find out what the absolutes are, are and then make a list mm-hmm. to work toward that. Um, I think that is the best starting point for couples to understand where you are sexually versus where I am sexually and how we can make those two things line up. Yep. Okay. The second thing I would say, and this is probably the biggest takeaway that I can give, I actually just offered this piece of advice to someone recently. Men and women alike, take ownership of your sex life. Mm. The moment that you decide, I want to do this because I want to do this instead of I want to do this or I should do this or I need to do this because my spouse wants me to do this. Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to, you know, oral sex needs to be something I need to do because my spouse wants this. I need to learn how to touch the Gucci or whatever um, because my spouse wants that. It is so it becomes so much about the other person yeah. that you have no active role. Yeah. And I would say the biggest turnaround point or biggest turning point for me is when I decided to take ownership of my own sex life mm. and fully decide what is it that I like? What is it that I don't like? What is it that he's asking me to do that I feel comfortable doing? What is it that he's asking me to do? And I'm just like, yeah, that's not that's. That's that's a hard pass for me. That's a hard no for me. And being okay to stand in that. Yeah. Because we often like feel like we need to vacillate and we want to do and we try to do and then you feel gross or you feel yuck because you have you haven't dealt with those things that you, you know, think, imagine, believe, whatever. Mm-hmm. You haven't dealt with those things and that kind of stuff isn't sustainable. Yeah. It is not su- sustainable to always do what your spouse wants you to do sexually. Yeah. Eventually you will feel used. Eventually you will feel gross eventually you will feel like jesus never wanted me to do this way and that's why those things will happen jesus Jesus never wanted me to suck on that peen anyway oh you don't know for sure what he said but people will believe that (laughs) and if you haven't (laughs) armed and that when i say um take ownership another aspect of that is education yeah the biggest education or i'm sorry the biggest point of empowerment for me was education it was the books that i started reading especially the books that aligned with what i believe so i'm not looking at them with a side eye like you know what this was a real good read it was real real cute but you're not even saved you don't even know jesus like i don't even think this was founded in like the gospel truth and i believe the word so wait what book did you read that made you feel so uh, the good girl's guide to great sex Oh, yes. I remember that one. Yep. That was mm-hmm. probably one of the first by Sheila Gregoire, I think is her name. Uh, Ray Gregoire, actually. I think her name's hyphenated. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the, no, not probably. It was the first book that I read that was empowering to it me. It lined up with your values. It lined up with my values. And I did not finish the book feeling like I needed to do all of these things because it would make my husband happy. Yeah. That is literally the worst mentality in my non-professional opinion okay uh that is the worst way to move about your sex life you have to take ownership i love that i feel like i mean 
uh, somebody asked in the comments, what if the roles were reversed? It, all this stuff is the same. There's yes. people, women also have written, it's not as many as men, also have written, my husband won't go down. I mean, DJ Khaled doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. We the best at everything but oral sex. <laughs> um, uh, it's the same process, I, I, I think, um, and I lost my train of thought reminding about the role being reversed, but, um, oh, taking ownership. Yeah. I think realizing that whether it's religious, whether it's parental, whether it's uh, cult, whatever, it's someone else saying you shouldn't do that. Yes. And, okay, I'm going to give you an analogy about working out. So I train with Greg, right? Greg trains his body and eats right for what his body is. Mm-hmm. Like for whatever reason, um, oatmeal, he, like he, like, oatmeal's not good for him, right? But oatmeal might be good for me. Right. So what I was doing with my whole training was like, okay, let me do what Greg does. See if that works. So actually I'll do what Doughboy does. And actually Tony's on the elliptical. I'll do what Tony does. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm just trying to do what works for them. So I messed my back up trying to do um, this Nike Fit premium app. Yeah, so do. Greg and the masseuse both were like, okay, you got to take it easy on that. So the guy was like, why don't you try swimming because it's light on your back and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's a full body workout. And Greg had been told me that, but I didn't listen to him because I don't listen to him first. Only when somebody else agrees. <laughs> it's not just you. It's also Greg. Does it make um, it better? So the masseuse dude was like, try swimming. And then I was like, you know, this is a great workout. It, actually helps me clear my mind but now i'm taking ownership over like what works for me yes like even in exercises and deciding i like this because of this reason for physicality and for like it allows me to clear my mind for an hour because when you are trying to swim and catch your breath you really don't have time to think about anything <laughs> else. like i'm really focusing drown. on literally <laughs> like if you're not focusing on when to breathe you either swallow a whole bunch of water or you run out of, you know what i mean like there's too much going on to think about something else mm-hmm. which i like yeah. because my mind's always racing about content jokes whatever so t- applying that same thing to sex is good like i'm gonna do the the pre-mental work about this thing mm-hmm. and I, you said this but I think it's like super key of like we always think it's like well maybe I need to watch a porn and see how it's done like mm-hmm. it's not the act no it's not the like the um the technique right it's the comfortability with doing that um Kobe said this and I don't mean to bring him up again but it was actually really good somebody asked him how are you able to hit a fadeaway with somebody's hand in your face mm-hmm. like it's ridiculous and he said it's because I've practiced that shot so many times that the mechanics are the same right I'm comfortable taking that shot it doesn't matter whose hands in my face sure. like if they don't block the ball then I, I, it's gonna go the same because sure. I practice it and I'm comfortable with it yeah. so if you're not comfortable in the act the technique won't matter you can never even get to there because in your mind you're gonna be like this is wrong i shouldn't be doing this i don't feel comfortable with this then you're it's, it's kind of like a the gag reflex no pun intended but um you know that's how you feel about it like one more thing i want to say brussels sprouts when i was a kid i didn't eat brussels sprouts because all my cartoons said brussels sprouts are gross mm-hmm. right brussels sprouts are gross ew brussels sprouts, brussels sprouts brussels sprouts so then as an adult i don't know if like the marketing for brussels sprouts changed it did but <laughs> i feel like the last the brussels sprouts years, got rebranded they had to have gotten rebranded <laughs> it is one of my favorite vegetables now. me too and because i realized as a kid i never even tried brussels sprouts i just assumed they were gross sure because they were grossed on all the shows I watched and all the movies. It was like, Brussels sprouts. Now, it's a good leafy green. Mm-hmm. I like Brussels sprouts, and that can be the same thing. What's your sexual Brussels sprouts? What's the thing that you're uncomfortable with that you haven't even tried? Uh, I didn't get where you were going, but I got it now. Yeah, what if you decided it's not for you because of whatever reason without having trying it yourself? And you may try Brussels sprouts and decide, oh, actually, I really don't like them. Yeah. But that's better than just doing it because of somebody else imposing that on you as opposed to you deciding that's really not for me. And as the spouse of the other person, husband, if your spouse is uncomfortable with not it. Not husband necessarily. As or a spouse. as a spouse. Oh. Well, I mean, I was talking about this guy. Okay. Uh, 
I don't I don't want to be what as, guy? the guy who wrote the question. Oh, okay. I don't ever want to be as final as like you're gonna just suck it up and your wife's never gonna be comfortable with it. But how would you say is there a way to revisit your red, yellows, and greens? Uh potentially, but also I wanna be clear though. If someone this is how I feel, and maybe we should ask an, an expert. If I put up a boundary and you're constantly trying to push that boundary after I told you no, that is a violation of trust. Mm -hmm. The best way for boundaries to come down is for you to honor them and allow me the opportunity, I would imagine, to be comfortable in exploring more. That's good advice. But if I say this is uncomfortable and you're like, well, can we revisit it? No, I don't like that. Three weeks later. Okay, well, I didn't touch about it during these three weeks, but today... Can we revisit it? No, I told this. You're reconfirming. You don't trust. I, don't, I can't trust you. Mm -hmm. You are having a hard time honoring this boundary. And the fact is, maybe I will never. You know what I mean? I won't ever feel comfortable no, with that's it. Fantastic. But if you're always trying to broach that boundary, if you're always trying to find a secret opening on it, it that's not reassure. That's not safety. So basically what you're saying, if I understand, correctly, it becomes pressure. too. No, I get it. Okay. I, I agree completely trust have a, have a strong trust and boundary respecting inside the bedroom and out of the bedroom mm -hmm. and someday they might find themselves on there like you know what he's been so great or she's been so great i'm gonna try this yeah and i don't i've been doing my own research and i now i want to lick it now yes and i and i don't I want to give the people hope right and that's what i was just about to say i also don't want to give people false hope ah. because and barack obama said the audacity of hope he did but listen, I, I don't want to give people a false sense of hope that maybe if I always do right, they will come on the other side. So you mean they might not ever suck the peen? The fact with vigor and joy, people sometimes don't like what they don't like. Ah, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Your peen might be Brussels. So sprouts, that's man. what I'm saying. This is a conversation that uh, you have to have with your spouse. I'm not here to dis to make that determination for you and I'm not here to give you that false sense of hope yeah. that maybe if I always honor this, but what I will say, if you don't honor it, the possibility more likely than oh, not yeah. will never be there. They're going to build a fortress around <laughs> that boundary because I need you to understand that it is locked and loaded and I will forever say no and yeah. I'm going to dig deeper yes. into my no. And you know what else is probably going to happen? Other things they might have felt comfortable doing they're gonna lose comfort with that no ain't exactly those yellows start start turning more red yeah because I, I don't know that i can trust this part of me i don't know that i can trust you with my full vulnerability because you don't honor what i've asked you to honor yeah does that make sense absolutely i i think we talked about everything yeah so i think we'll take some questions from the live patreon audience this is something similar to how the love hour live after dark will go as well fyi we're talking about erectile dysfunction i don't know if i said that february 1st you did okay saturday february 1st at 6 p.m pacific time we will be talking about erectile dysfunction and then we will um take questions from the audience and i just locked shan booty shan booty shan boodrum so not booty booty Booty. It's a nickname on her last name, which is Boudrum. Yeah. So y'all go ahead and throw your comments in the live chat, Patreon people, uh, and we'll spend some time answering those. And also, if you want to join the Patreon, visit KevonStage.com. You get access to this show, five or six other shows, the live cam where we shoot these episodes live, all type of stuff. Got questions now. Okay. Uh, how do you get your partner ready to have these conversations? Like, how do you go about it? 
Oh, great question. Do you have advice? I think I have one. I'm gonna go ahead. I'll take the. I'll I'll, I'll pull the questions for okay. this, and then you answer them. Well, you start them. Uh, we, we just had this conversation with someone. I, I always like to give credit where credit is due, and I'm not going to remember. I actually think it was with um, Lauren, and she was talking about the soft start startup for those uncomfortable yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, spouse. This is a really uncomfortable conversation. Like literally, even saying it. that makes such a yes, difference. I can inhale and inhale, exhale. You understand this. You've acknowledged it's uncomfortable. I know I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I feel like we're uncomfortable together. Instead of I want to have this conversation, you're always avoiding it, and now it becomes uh, me versus you. Yeah. I want to have this conversation with you. I know it's going to be like really uncomfortable, but it's really important to me that we, you know, sit down and have a conversation about our sex life. Absolutely. I heard this thing and don't be careful about mentioning. I heard on the love hour because that's how people start hating. Don't mention <laughs> other things a lot. I'm so serious. Again, this is how I react, but you can read your spouse and figure out if that's how they react too. But if you come in with too much advice from outside sources, I now like you're hate the, a case. Yes. And I, now hate that outside source <laughs> don't have them hate the love of our man we got bill low-key in real life do not come <laughs> talking about i heard this on this i heard this on this and what they told me and this, i don't want to hear what these other people have to say i you know i've heard about this thing it's a red yellow green light and basically we would sit down and discuss our sexual positions and figure out what you're really comfortable with what you're interested in perhaps um doing in the future and what are your absolute boundaries yeah and the purpose of this is for us to get on the same page about our sex life yeah and i promise that I will abide by and adhere to whatever your boundaries are. And that and that's what you need. That's like you would respect someone else, your your spouse in any other part of your marriage to do that. Yes. You say, hey, I don't like when you um, embarrass me in front of other people, yes. whatever. Like you would respect that. Mm -hmm. So just do that same thing in the bedroom. Uh, here's another question. I think it's good. How do you tell your partner that they're really bad at something? sexually oh how do you tell your partner that they're really bad at something sexually oh i gotta think about this i don't think you have to tell them i think you should show them what do you mean so when you lick like too much lick with the heavy pull back a little like that uh i think that you can give lick a peach direction peach looks like a coochie a little bit with the with the little ball on it the i think that you can give direction during sex, you mean? And during sex. You don't yeah. think so? You absolutely can. Yeah, and I think that might be a better way. You shouldn't um, go, eh, eh, no. Oh, no, don't. But know. you're like, hey, hey, softer. Right, 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 right. Oh, you know, that's not working. Let's try this. Right. You want to move to a different position? Yes. Or you know what? This is. I don't think the conversation has to be like, let's talk about how you're bad at this. Yeah. You know what you can say instead of, you're bad at this? I don't really like that. That takes the ownership off of them. It's like okay. you're not bad at this. When you do that, that that doesn't feel good to me. Let's try that. Okay. Or let's try this. That's better than you're bad at this. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm here for it. That might be too much. Sometimes a very specific direction is good. Yes. That might. That's too much pressure. And I think that's we too hard. Thank you. Thank you. I think we often underestimate. Um, oh, somebody also how said how much direction your partner wants. Underestimate? Underestimate. Oh, man, give me a GPS to that climax. Yes. Turn right here. Yes. After this, like, go forward. I was also going to say this. I don't know if how you guys are going to feel for all my really churchy people. Um, 
But mutual masturbation, mm -hmm. I think, is also a beneficial way of demonstrating how to do things with direction. Now, mutual masturbation, you mean so I mean I'm masturbating both. you or you masturbating me? So I mean both. I mean either each other or me simply watching you to understand how this what works. What you talking? Listen, I just said don't talk about it on other podcasts, but listen. It's after dark. You sick about this, touch yourself? This is, all, this is on another oh! podcast. But I think. Goosby, you heard it. I think that <laughs> masturbation, okay, so I want to be clear, because I'm going to just say it, because I know church folks are going to be like, and this is where I get off. This is my stop. <laughs> but I think that uh, masturbating in front of your spouse, mm -hmm. so that would be the mutual part, whether it's to each other or in front yeah. of. <laughs> the audience like, what you talking for real? I know, I'm sorry. What you talking? Yeah. I know, but you know how you like it. Yes. And I think it is a great way to sh literally demonstrate mm -hmm. for your spouse, mm -hmm. for your partner, mm -hmm. how you want it done. Why are you looking at me like I, that? Listen, I, I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, that that's a private life thing that doesn't came public. I said, let me, let, me, let me show you. I appreciate everything you're doing here. Let me Now, when I'm by myself, hey man, this is, what I, this is how I usually, what you got to do, you got to start here. Okay? I want to be the helmet. Okay. You got to go to him here with the helmet. Okay, now now that's too much pressure. Too much pressure. It's, it's, it's going crazy. Then you take a break. Go down to the balls. What's up with the ball? What y'all doing, balls? Y'all lonely? Tickle on the ball and balls get tickled. And you know, oh, now I go back up to the helmet. Shaft work, shaft work. Yeah, that's me. You got to work on those things. Sometimes you go to it. You got balls here with the right, like Lawrence Fishburne and Boys in the Hood. You go to go helmet. I think we're done with life questions helmet. for the day. You get to that action, you be like, oh, I see. The light from heaven. What's the deep song from Amen? Shine out no. a light from heaven, Lord. Nobody Shine knows. Me. <laughs> Nobody knows this stuff. Shine out a light on Nobody. heaven. Nobody you knows. You got to get that helmet. It's like playing a tambourine. You got All right, cup, are we done here? Cup and rub, cup and rub. What you doing? Uh, a cup and rub, cup and rub. You got to cup them balls and got the rub on the helmet. Cup and rub and then rub on the a cup and rub, cup and rub. You did a full forty-five second like <laughs> theme song. So listen, I listen, guys. Here's the truth, Melissa. I one hundred percent agree. You you should know your body well. Yes. Better than your partner. Don't put all that pressure on them. Learn your own body. I concur. And share your experience with them so they can do that that way you like it. One problem is if you don't know what you like, how can I tell you? Right. How can I tell you what to do to make me see the promised land if I do not even know my own self? Okay, so I know for some of you that may have been too much. I know for some of you, like I said, this is where you get off. And I think that's fine. This hey, doesn't have to what, be. The bus stop? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna get, my stop ain't for two hours. All right, I'm gonna I am walking. Like, and I get that because, yeah. you know, that this isn't this hasn't always been, you know, a revelation that I would have agreed this is with. New uh, yeah, me. very new. But I also understand and can see the importance of doing something like this. Yeah. So there. So your spouse is like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> boo, I got it all together. I see it. I understand what you're doing. I get it. And we're, that's what we're doing moving forward. Absolutely. They said, Liz gives Kevin itch. He goes down the street two miles. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's all I know, Josh Agon. Okay. Listen, I freaking love this show. You should be grateful that you get to watch this uh, free. This is demonetized on YouTube. 
just oh, by yes. the title alone. Oh, yeah. This is not... demonetized. This is why these type of conversations are only going to be on our Patreon because there's no way for us to uh, monetize this on YouTube or Facebook because of the title. Mm -hmm. And we can't even put a fake title in. So, again, join the Patreon for $5. You get the Love, Love Hour After Dark. You get Righteous and Ratchet bonus episodes. You get the, John, the Gandhi Tapes music show. You get... In case you missed it, Too Hot for TV, you get slept on with Doughboy, you get fitness with Goo, you get all that stuff. We didn't even raise the price on you, and it helps us to be able to make this content that isn't going to be able to be ad-supported on YouTube or Facebook. Um, it helps us with equipment and the office, and, and it helps us to be creative. Phase one is our shows. Phase two is being able to produce other people's shows. Phase three is television and movies, Kev on Stage Studios. We are very early in phase one. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate this, so enjoy the free preview the stage crew who's watching this live, y'all are funny. We love you in the comments. I should give them a, a discount code for the conference, too. That'd be good. Stage crew? Yeah. Throw that discount code up in that Patreon. Okay. Do you have another question? Uh, or should we end here's here? Here's a good question. Last one. Okay. Last question. Liz, married man here. When it comes to doing something new, should a man try first or ask first? I am a strong believer in setting it up first. If it is something completely new, mm -hmm. I... Listen, have a conversation with your spouse, though, and maybe that would be that. But the way that me, myself, personally, Melissa Denise operates. Speaking for yourself whole, only. Yeah, speaking for myself only. If you catch me too far off guard, it's. Mm -hmm. It's a no go. It's a no. And so I would need that like, yo, so listen, I was kind of thinking that so we here's would be like said. super cute. <laughs> you do not want to say super <laughs> He said, for example, how oral sex ends. Not trying to be too graphic. So I think what he's trying to say is where the finish happens. Amen? I, Got it? Yeah. So you definitely do not want to try and make that a surprise. No. If you, you just listen, not only you might get it once. But you probably won't get it again. And what have you now done? Broken trust. Hundred. And, and for have... some reason, again, going back to think, believe, or imagine, that can be disrespectful. Yes. That could be a very disrespectful. If we agree up to this point, I'm going to do this. But I'm not comfortable with that. And two things can be true. Yes. As Melissa always says, I may be comfortable with the act, but not the finish mint and where that goes. You say, but I really want this, and I'm just not gonna say no. We say we've agreed. Like uh, you, you let me know first, and you, uh, I'm gonna pull back. You, you know, you do what you gotta do. Hey, hey man, that's all. You know, fine. Yeah. And now, on your own volition, you're like, man, this feels so good. I'm not gonna say nothing. And now you've surprised your wife. You have, you have broken the entire trust. oral sex act. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> with gasoline draws like the whole thing you have violated trust where i don't even want to be approached with this situation and the the possibility of it happening again yeah that the whole thing is now off the, the table and that's what you don't want and again that is going back to that that trust and vulnerability that's a huge violation of trust yes the same as like buying a car without telling your wife like hold on you did what you know what I mean? Like, and that and that sexual space is so sacred. Mm -hmm. So to damage that because you want to feel good one time, like broach the subject. Yeah, you have to have a discussion. And to be honest, I really think a lot of this 
is not things that should be done mid act I mean, oh, outside no. of the direction thing i think that that would be okay yeah. but i think because sometimes that could be like weird outside of the bedroom yeah. however i think a lot of like what i'm comfortable with you're not comfortable with like the red light green light like you should go in with a clear understanding yeah. because that is going to increase trust and vulnerability too absolutely if i feel like i've laid this out i trust you enough to you know abide by and adhere to then i feel like i can be my free my yeah. free self and i think uh they said in this comment asking first is an investment in trust because it shows care even if the person who said that no angelica angelica child i couldn't have said it better she's 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 been stage crew before the name i moderator i literally could not have said that better that's actually that's an investment in my trust yes hey babe i oh that was something that i angelica girl that was good she's good She's a great person. Yes. <laughs> Even if your partner ends up saying no, I don't feel comfortable with that. That is better yes. than trying it. 100%. And finding out they don't feel comfortable with that. You And also, what I found in my own marriage, don't assume what your spouse may or may not be comfortable with. Yes. Because sometimes we put things on them that yes. aren't even there and we're like nah, he he ain't cool with that she ain't cool with that you don't even know yeah so it, asking never there's nothing bad about asking no. it, it, if it's phrased good mm-hmm. you know what i mean if it ain't like my old girl used to do this can you do oh, it don't do that either. if it's like hey this is something i'm interested in that I, I i would really like to to uh explore i feel like that's a good way to put it and your spouse can say oh this is no i'm not comfortable with that or maybe on some occasions yes uh after a glass of wine but probably not and or i want to say this ever and never but i'll give you a, something else but i think this is the one last thing that we could say we can kind of close this out i like this part of this i love this is well i like patreon okay and the other thing i want to say before you say this when we're not making this public we won't even i won't even have to censor myself because i'm holding back a little because i know this is going to be public on mm, youtube mm-hmm. when i know it's just for the people we can be i can be a little more ridiculous than even this so go ahead um the last thing i was going to say is that for the spouse um that is more conservative i would say uh shut up greg <laughs> for the spouse that is more conservative the only thing I would say, because I have to, I've had to do this myself, is do the work behind your no. Mm. Meaning, figure out what is it that is causing you to say no. That Don't just say no, because that's not fair. That is good. So it, it's it's so easy because really the person who is the you know more conservative one, the person with the low desire, is the one that has the power in the relationship for sure. And so because you have that, you want to be um, mindful that you're not just like abusing it for the sake of I don't feel comfortable with that. The answer is no. Like and you feel like a child on the other side of that. Yes. Uh, because I said so. Like we don't even tell our kids that anymore. Right. Because I said so. Right. Like give your spouse the respect right. of saying I don't feel comfortable with this because of X, Y, and Z right. or I don't yet feel comfortable with this but I'm I'm doing some work behind right. this or I don't feel comfortable with this but I do feel comfortable with that. And, and I want to even be a little bit clearer. Um, I literally think that what Emily mm. and I use this a lot. I've said it a gazillion times even today and to be honest since that episode I find myself asking myself this question when I'm in the middle of saying no. Um what is it about this act or this moment that I think, believe, or imagine that is causing me to say no? Yes. That's some deep work Absolutely. that you have to do. And if you can, in the moment, before you like really fully 
like commit to your no ask yourself he's asking me for oral sex and i want to say no what is it about this that i think believe or imagine yes what is it is it because i don't trust him is it because something my mama taught me is it because i'm tired like go through the process and go and figure out what is rooted in that no that work will help you either break free and open up your nose or give you clarity that this is a true hard boundary for me and this is the reason why and i can articulate that and feel very um comfortable saying no because i have worked it out you can't come at me well why well did it and now i feel pressured and now i want to do it no 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 i told you no Mm. this is the reason why it's no and And it's always going to be and there's nothing right i can respect it also i want to say this last thing because the other part of the guy the, the question he said that i didn't we didn't mention he said sometimes she feels comfortable with alcohol in the comments someone said and don't try to use alcohol to get past the red and yellow lights and then try to blame it on the alcohol don't drink and drink and like oh she's drunk now i'm gonna try something that is a red light yeah because we have been drinking or tipsy listen you talk about sobering up are you talking about remembering that's broken trust is broken trust yes even if you try to pass it off with intoxication oh we were both drinking i don't know was that a red light look yellow to me was it yeah look come on yeah i agree have enough um about yourself to because otherwise you're still going to be broken yeah at the end of the day the result and is the same if the person goes along with it yeah right under the influence they go along with it that doesn't mean they feel good about it right they still feel like now you just i still feel used i feel dirty i feel like duped or tricked yes and that's dangerous place to be in for trust and trust is the key to getting that pain sucked Thank you guys for listening to this our <laughs> After Dark episode. Do you uh, have to use the bathroom? I do have to pee. I do it. Out of my re three. Okay. Uh, I'm hungry and me and Doughboy got some work to do. But I just want to say the reason that I stopped doing live broadcasts publicly, too many trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having to explain the rules. So that's why we go live all the time. Mm-hmm. But just for the Patreon because the Patreon people support Trolls ain't going to pay $5 just to troll. And if they do, they still getting blocked. But our troll amount. And you'll get your $5 you back. Your, refund. You will not get your $5 back. No refund. You can quit. Ain't, the $5 has already been put on. I said correct. New office rent. I got to pay it in April. Hello? You understand me? They, I asked. <laughs> like, April? That's, it's coming so very fast. Um, so, uh, and it's easier to manage the comments. Yeah. It's easier to manage the questions. So please do join us. KevOnStage.com. Click the Patreon button. We love you. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the conference. Bye.